before the long run starts usually don't feel as good. Like, I know I'm going to feel good afterwards. I know it's going to be beneficial. I know it's going to help me towards my goals, yada, 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 yada. It doesn't mean I really want to do it. Episode 995 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, make your long runs a little less daunting. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, I want to give a quick shout out and a huge debt of thanks to Jackie who has bumped up her pledge via Patreon uh, recently uh, and very much appreciate it. So uh, you've heard me talk about Patreon before. If, if you want to get on board, we, we'd love to have you. There's always room for people on the Patreon train. Uh, whatever whatever it's worth to you, you can you can kick in a dollar, three dollars, four dollars, eight dollars, ten dollars, whatever, whatever whatever you think uh, the show might be worth, whatever fits in your in your budget as well, of course. Um, but if you're willing to support the show, Patreon is a great way to do so financially, like direct to me, as opposed to some of the the other ways, you know, in terms of affiliate links and things like that, which are great and help as well. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want to buy me the old proverbial cup of coffee, uh, every month, Patreon is the best way to do that. Dizruns.com slash Patreon is the link. And not only do you get the, the feel goods of, of helping support the cause, um, you can also join our book clubs. We do a book club pretty much every month. Usually December, we take the month off because holiday stuff gets a little bit crazy usually. But uh, 11 months of the year, we do a book club each month. Um, and there might be a few other things, a couple of, a couple of ideas I'm kicking around. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet, but a couple of other ideas, perks, if you will, that I'm kicking around for anybody who you know kicks in a dollar or three or five or whatever uh, via Patreon. So uh, if, if that's something that you would be willing to help out, I would be very much in uh in in your debt maybe not in your debt but i'd be very much thankful i guess is the way to say it so patreon.com slash diz runs and you know you can always adjust your pledge as well so you're never set in stone you can give a little more give a little less as situations change uh but anything is appreciated to everyone on the patreon train uh appreciate y'all thank you so very very much so today talking about long runs it's it's one of those topics that honestly i thought i'd talked about this before um, and I'm sure I probably have in little bits and drabs, but never had uh, a, an episode specifically uh, dedicated to to kind of helping make the long runs a little bit less daunting. Because for some folks, and, and maybe you're one of them, uh, the long run is like your favorite run. It's just uh, time to get out there for a couple hours, get away from the world, and just run. And if if that's you, that's great. This episode may not be one that, that you need as much right now, although you never know. Things change. Maybe at some point down the road, you might struggle with your long runs a little bit. And uh, you know this might be helpful to refresh back to, or maybe you, you listen to it now and, and kind of plant those seeds. You put it on the, the back burner in case you ever need it down the road. Hopefully not, but, but just in case. But for the rest of us who recognize that long runs are important, recognize that they're valuable, maybe even, you know, and I'll just, I'll just make this you know, like use myself as the example here. Like I love how I feel after I get a good long run in There's the sense of accomplishment that I got it done. Um, you know, that, that I added a good chunk of miles to, to my weekly, you know, credit or whatever. I deposited a good, a good chunk of miles into the, into the bank of run, which, which is something Isla talks about all the time. And when, when she posts in the Facebook group, um, I like, I feel good. I feel good. Before the long run starts, usually don't feel as good. Like, I know I'm going to feel good afterwards. I know it's going to be beneficial. I know it's going to help me towards my goals, yada, 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 yada. But it doesn't mean I really want to do it, you know? 
And so if, if you ever have those, those feelings, those thoughts, uh, first of all, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> like you're certainly in my company and I mean, maybe there's a few other folks that, that f- have some of the same feelings. And so if that's you, whether it's, it's just your standard long run kind of base building normal, you know, your normal 12 or 15 or whatever your long run is for you, maybe six, I, you know, it doesn't matter. It all scales up and down, of course. But if your if your normal long run is kind of starting to become a bit daunting, or if you're climbing the ladder, maybe for the first time, or maybe you're you're you know kind of getting back on track and kind of rebuilding some fitness that you've kind of you know fallen off track for one reason or another, it happens to everybody. Um, but these you know these these long runs that are getting a little bit progressively longer, they're starting to become more and more of a thing. Today's episode is definitely for you. So there are some ways to still get the work done to still um, tick the box, to still get that sense of satisfaction post-long run, but hopefully make either the before or the during a little bit more tolerable. Um, I'm not going to necessarily say that any of these tips are going to make you jump out of bed on a Saturday or Sunday morning or whatever day you do your long run um, and just be chomping at the bit, foaming at the mouth, can't get out there, there quickly enough. I wish it worked like that. If I, if I come up with that, that situation, I'll let you know. Um, but these, these, some of these, these suggestions will hopefully make, make it just a little bit easier to get over the hump, to get out the door, to start your run. Because for a lot of us, hopefully, at least for a lot of us, certainly for me, once I get started, like I'm good, maybe not great until I finish, but I'm at least like, I'm moving, I'm going, I'm out the door. It's going to get done. Sometimes getting out the door, though, is a bit of a struggle. So here are a handful of suggestions, I don't know, five, six, something like that, um, that I found that have helped me. Hopefully, they'll help you as well if you struggle sometimes with your long runs. So first and foremost on the list, um, <laughs> the, the, the note in the, uh, in the blog post today is misery loves company, or the bullet point, I guess. Misery loves company. Um, not, not saying that your long runs should be miserable. In fact, hopefully, they're, they're not miserable. But Sometimes having a running partner makes a world of difference. And I know I throw Kate under the bus a lot of times, uh, who's, who's my pretty regular long running partner. Um, but she really does help me get, get him done, you know? So, so let's, let's give her the credit where it's due. Um, because on the days that I'm, I'm running solo, you know, for whatever reason, our schedules aren't aligned or, you know, one, one reason or another, we're, we're not going to run that weekend. Um, like it's not uncommon for me to like get up, walk the dog, put my shoes on and then have to try to like convince myself for half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe even an hour to get out the door. Um, but when I'm, when I'm running with Kate, when I've got my, when I've got my, my long run date, um, you know, I get up, I walk the dog, I put the shoes on and like, Hey, got to get in the car and get over to her house or on the, the occasions that she comes to my house, like better be ready. Cause she's going to be here in 15 minutes. Right? Like, like having that extra layer of, somebody else is waiting for me, somebody else is counting on me, can make a world of difference to get started. Another benefit of having, whether it's a running partner or a group or whatever, is that it's rare that both of you or all of you, depending on how big your group might be, are going to be having some some miserable days at the same time. Whether it's the full day or whether just certain segments of your run, you know, we, we've all been there, right? We've all, we've all had those days. At least I think we've all had those days where we've ticked a box or where, you know, the, the first half of the run is pretty rough, but it gets better or where the first half of the run was pretty good. And then what the hell happened? Like, how did, how did the wheels fall off? Uh, and, and it's, it's a struggle fest towards the end. We've, we've all had those days, I think. 
Um, but it, it, at least in, in Kate's in my situation, and, and some of the other groups when I used to run with the pack, it, it was rare in that situation as well, where we'd both slash we'd all have those days or those moments at the same time. So if, if you're getting out there and then you're starting to struggle a little bit, but you've got a partner, they can kind of help pull you along, right? Like you're thinking, oh, like, like, you know, you don't need to walk, but you're like, God, like, like, I just, ugh. well, if your running partners keep on keeping on, well, you're going to keep on keeping on, you know, and it's going to hopefully help you get through those rough patches a little bit quicker. Um, or if you're faced with that choice of turn right and it's only a mile back to the house or turn left and there's a, there's a three mile loop to get back home. And you're like, you know, 13 miles sounds just fine. But the running partner says we're going to turn left. Well, now you're going to get your 15 in. And again, in the moment, you might want to... I usually want to take the easy way out. Kate usually says we're turning. In rare occasions, do I do I argue with her? But then when we finish, I'm always, usually always glad that we went a little bit farther. Kate, don't get any ideas now. I'm giving you, I'm giving you credit. Don't take advantage of it. Um, but having company, moral of the story, having company, especially for those long runs for some people can really help. Obviously, you know, not everybody, like some people, sometimes you might want the quiet, the solitude, the, the, the chance to not have somebody to talk to or to, to listen to or whatever the case might be. Um, but if you're struggling with your long runs, maybe trying to recruit a friend or join a, the local running group or whatever might make a, a real positive difference for you. So there's, there's one suggestion. Another suggestion that, that I feel like is pretty common sense. But again, you know, I, I understand that what's common sense to me may not be the first thing on everybody else's mind. Um, and that's just to simply slow down. You know, if, if you're going to be out there for a lot longer than usual, maybe twice, three times longer than your, your normal runs during the week, it's, it's a little, it's asking a bit much to think that your pace is going to be the same, right? Like, like, let's just, let's just throw some numbers out there. If you're normal, you know, weekday run, you run a couple few times during the week and you normally run three or three to four miles. All right. Which is great. Nothing wrong with that at all, but you're training for whatever, a marathon. Let's just, again, we're just throwing, throwing examples out there. It, it, it scales up and down just like anything else. You're training for a marathon. You're getting up to 12 miles, 14 miles, 16 miles of your long runs. That's, you know, you can do the math three to four miles per week. Now you're getting up to 14, 16 miles. That's four times longer than your normal runs during the week. If you're normally running at 10 minute pace during the week and you're struggling to run at 10 minute pace on your long runs, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. You might be, be good for the first half of it, but in the last couple few miles, you really struggle. Well, stop trying to run 10 minute miles during your whole long run. Start slower. Start at 11 minute. start at 12 minute. whatever, it, whatever it takes, slow down a bit, save some energy early so that you can still finish feeling good and feeling strong at the end. Okay. I know that I harp about the heart rate training thing, the effort-based training all the time. And I know that not everybody is as on board with it as I am. And that's fine. But the fact of the matter is you don't need to run fast or hard or race pace all the time to be able to do it on race day. In fact, and again, I'm getting on my soapbox, be careful. But the fact is doing so all the time is probably going to do you more bad than good on race day, right? If you, if you want to build your confidence by doing a, a race pace workout once in a while, by all means do it. But for most of your long runs, slow down a bit, slow down a bit. And I promise you that on race day, you're going to be just fine. 
Okay, you're going to be as good or better than you'd been if you tried to force the the pace all the time. So, so slow it down. Don't worry about what Strava says. Uh, don't worry about what people might think when they see a slower pace because newsflash, most people aren't going to see a slower pace anyway because they're not they're not that concerned about it. They're not. You're. I promise you, and this is me as well. All of us were like a thousand million times more worried about our pace than we are about anybody else's pace. When was the last time you scrolled through Strava and you saw somebody with a with a pace that was a little bit slower than than their normal pace or slower than than what you run and you were like, ha, ha, look at how slow you are. You've never done that. If you have, you're an asshole, but you, you've never done that, right? So nobody's going to do that to you. Now you might have some folks that might, hey, what, you know, I noticed your pace is slow. Everything okay? That's fine. They're not they're not critiquing that you slowed down. They're worried about you. But then you explain, hey, yeah, you know, just slow down a little bit. Actually, felt a lot better during my long run. They're gonna be like, hey, that's awesome. So don't worry about your pace. Don't worry about your Strava stats or what people are gonna think. Worry about what works best for you. And, and perhaps slowing down a little bit on your long run is gonna make that middle to, to end phase of your long run a bit more positive experience, which then not for nothing might make getting started on your long run next week, a little bit easier because it wasn't as miserable as it has been in the past. So slow down a little bit when it comes to your long runs. Another suggestion, mix up the route once in a while. I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's, it's sometimes crazy how much a little bit of a difference, just a, a slightly different route can make case in point, personal example, a while back, a handful of years ago, uh, our little local cross country park, um, like the, the, the full biggest loop is about a 10 K loop. Okay. And at that point I would, you know, a 10 K wasn't like a, a, a majestically long run for me, but it wasn't like my daily routine. Like it kind of is now. All right. But, but I could certainly done marathons at that point, half marathons at that point, um, running 6.2 miles should not have been a factor, but for whatever reason, anytime I went there, went to that, to the park. To, to Holloway Park, tried to run the 10K route, it would always get the better of me by about mile four and a half, five. I, and I don't know what it was. Probably mental, maybe something about some of the hills or whatever, but it, I mean, it's it's Florida. There were hills, but they weren't, they weren't mountains by any stretch. Um, one day, and I don't know why, I don't know where the idea came from, but I was like, I'm going to run the route or run the, 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 the course backwards, right? So instead of running from the start line to the finish line, I started at the finish line and ran to the start line cruised right on through no factor no factor weather wasn't any markedly different time of day wasn't like there was no all of the other variables i mean they may not have been exact but they they were nothing was out of the ordinary the only thing that changed was instead of running the course forwards i ran the course backwards obviously not me backwards but you know what i mean game changer and then from there on something about having done it having done that 6.2 mile route and not having any issues the next time I, I, I think I ran it backwards a few times, but the next time that I tried to run it forwards, no factor. Like I, I, whatever that hurdle was, I, I broke through it. I got over it and good to go. So all that to say something as, as subtle, subtly different as that, you know, maybe it's, and I've talked about this before, you know, turn right out of your driveway instead of left. When I turn left out of my driveway, which is, which is maybe happens 15% of the time, my run feels completely different and this is my day-to-day run, but I mean, it's still, it still is the same, the same theory. 
my run feels so far different than it does when I turn right, even though I'm covering the exact same distance, the exact, I'm, I'm going around the streets exact. I mean, not in the same order, but like you look at my map on Strava, it looks exactly the same. You can't tell that I turn left or right until you start to see the, the, the little, you know, tracker thing follow along. Um, but, it, but to me, it feels in the moment, it feels completely different. It's just, it's just new, something different. And again, maybe it's mental. Could be some physical as well, though. Like, you know, if, if you can tweak your route a little bit to get your hills out of the way early, or maybe you avoid a couple of hills. Maybe there's a, a busy intersection where you know that you're not going to be able to just scamper through it no matter what time of day you go. You're going to have to stop. You're going to have to wait for the light cycle to turn, which which obviously, you, obviously that's what you should do. You want to be safe. But, you know, you get your stride going. Now, all of a sudden, you're stopping. You're waiting for a minute or two. And then you, you get across. And then you start running again. But now you got to kind of get that groove back. And that... and and it's not a big deal, but it can be just enough to kind of like throw you off. Right. And so if you can mix up your route, kind of avoid some of those, those little, those little things that can throw you off, that might make a big difference. Maybe you want to get in the car and drive to a different part of town and really get some different scenery. I mean, that's, that's a little bit bigger, bigger commitment, but for a long run, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe you're meeting a friend somewhere. So, you know, y'all just decide instead of meeting at my house or your house, let's meet at the park and, and you know, whatever, but mixing up the route can definitely make a difference just in terms of the visual stimulation, uh, just being in different places. Like, like it can definitely make a difference and, and keep your long runs from being quite as tedious. So there's another suggestion. Last two, maybe as far as I'm concerned, the two most powerful, I don't know. I don't know the, the two that, that, that I turn to the most frequently. So the first one, use your music st- strategically, huge shout out to my girl, Susie, uh, Susie Lemmer, who, who gave me this, this idea, however many couple few years ago when she was on the podcast, um, but she said that on race day, you know, don't, don't start your music right away. Save it until you really need it. And that kind of got the gears turning and, and we talked about it a bit more. Um, but the idea being, and, and I've witnessed this and, and maybe this doesn't, you know, doesn't, again, maybe this doesn't apply to you, but, but I've certainly witnessed this for myself or if I press play on the music from the beginning, it's great. It's fine. But at some point into a two, three hour run or even longer, like it kind of just becomes white noise in the background. And that's not a, that's not a bad thing, but you know, when I'm getting to mile 14 or 16 or 18 or whatever, and I could really use a boost, I mean, kind of, kind of taking my shot, you know, the music, the, the, the benefit of the music is definitely not there anymore. So what I do now, if I'm, if I'm on a long run by myself, I'll always start. If I'm going to listen to something, which let's not kid ourselves more often than not, I'm going to listen to something. But if I'm going to listen to something, it's going to be a podcast. It's going to be an audio book. It's going to be something verbal, something that engages my brain a little bit. It may be entertainment. It may be educational, maybe a little bit of both, but it's something that, that engages my brain at that level. Depending on how the, the run goes, maybe I'm just going to stick that way. But if things start to, to grind, if, if, if physically, mentally, or both, I start to start to really feel it towards the, you know, the later stages of the run. I'll click off the audio, you know, as far as the podcast or the audiobook, click on the music. And, and when I get that, that blast of music for the last half an hour, 45 minutes, hour, whatever of the mu- of, of the run makes a world of difference, gives a big boost, gets me excited, might bring the heart rate up a little bit more, which, but at that point, sometimes I don't really care anymore. Um, but, but it, it does, it does the job. 
It does the job. So, you know, if, if you're a music listener, cool. I, I'm not here to, to, to fault you for that. But maybe don't push play right away. You know, save it, wait, use it when you need it. Um, and it, it can really pack a punch at that point and really help you get through. And maybe even do the same thing on race day. I, I've, I've been known to do that on race day. You know, run the first half of a marathon with no music, with nothing really, just with the, the headphones in my pocket. Um, maybe even longer than that. And then go to it when I need that, that boost to get to the, to the end. Um, and it really, really does make a difference. So use your music strategically on your run. That can be helpful. And last but not least, as far as some suggestions to, to kind of help make your long run a little more tolerable, um, chunk it up, chunk it up. Basically what I mean by that is just break it down into to some more bite-sized pieces. So, you know, again, going back to our, our previous example of, you know, three miles is a pretty standard run during the week for you. Right. And now you're getting up and, and we'll, we'll adjust the numbers a little bit for ease of, of mathematics. Um, but maybe now you're, you're, you're aiming for a 15 mile long run this weekend, or maybe, maybe you're, you're trying to kind of hang out there a little bit. Um, but 15 miles is a lot, right? It's a lot. Not, not, no way, shape or form is 15 mile run as a 15 mile run. Not a lot of miles. Okay. And so that can feel a bit daunting, right? I'm, you're asking me to go and, and I'm capable of it. You know, like, like, like maybe this is the conversation going on. I know I can do it. I've done it before. I'll do it again. But daggum, this is five times farther than what I run during the, the normal week. It takes a while when you're, when you're running that long to get to a point where you're like, all right, there's only a, you know, a handful of miles left to go. Right. And, and you know, you, you, or at least I'm assuming that you probably get a boost when you get to that point where there's just a handful of miles left, but it might take you an hour, two hours to get to that point. We'll chunk it down instead of running 15 miles, just run three miles, five times. Admittedly, this is just mental gymnastics, right? You're not changing anything, but if you can wrap your brain around the idea of I run three miles every time I run. Three miles isn't that big of a deal. I don't have to run 15 miles right now. I just have to run three. You can even break it down farther than that. I just have to run one. But if, if you chunk it into, say, three-mile chunks, and just as, as an example, there's nothing magical about three miles, but in this example, three-mile chunks, you run that first three miles, then you, all right, mentally, box checked, three miles done. Now I've got three more miles. I run, I've run three miles before. I'll run three miles again. Keep on keeping on. Finish that three miles, box check, reset mentally, go. Now, if that's if, if that doesn't work for you in terms of just trying to mentally turn the page from, from one three-mile block to the next, mix in a physical reset. Mix in a, a, a quick walk break every three miles. Again, just using this as the example, but you run your three miles, your watch clicks over to three, boom, drop it down to a walk. Walk for a tenth of a mile or for one minute or, or whatever, whatever kind of walk break you think would be, would be appropriate or would work for you. Take that walk break, use that time to just, all right, again, you're closing the chapter on the, the first three miles. You're turning the page, open it up to, to the next set of three miles. Maybe you're getting a little bit of hydration, a little bit of nutrition, whatever you might need in that period. Reset mentally. You get to your one minute or your, your tenth of a mile or whatever. You start running again. Now, now you got a three mile chunk, but you don't even have three miles anymore because you've just been walking for for whatever it's been. So maybe you've got two point nine miles or two point eight five miles left or whatever it is. Again, less than three. So when the, you're going to start running again, when your watch hits to six, boom, stop, walk, catch your breath, take a sip, 
reset mentally. All right. Another three mile set done. Three miles to go. Boom. Again, admittedly, these are, it's kind of a mental gymnastics situation, but I'll tell you what, it works. It works. Um, I've done it before. That's my plan for the, the ultra coming up. Um, it just makes things a little bit less daunting, easier to keep going, less likely to feel like, well, God, I've been running for an hour and, and holy cow, I've, I've barely scratched the surface of how many miles I have to go. No, two miles, three miles, whatever your chunk is, you chunk it down. Good. Tick the box, move forward. So there you go. Five suggestions for ways to help make your long runs a little bit less daunting, a little bit easier to wrap your head around, recruit some company, slow down, mix up the route, use your music, music strategically and break it down into chunks that are a little bit more bite-sized. All right. If you're struggling with your long runs, mix it up a little bit. All right. Admittedly, none of these things might work for you or none of them in isolation might work for you. So you might want to combine a couple different elements, you know, combine some different things together. But if you're really struggling, if you really don't look forward to your long runs right now, don't just keep doing the same thing. Don't just keep going, oh, well, I guess I got to do this and, and, and have it be a really rough go each week. All right. That's, that's just banging your head against the wall. It's not making anything any better. All right. Mix it up a little bit, mix and match, try something different. And maybe just maybe you might never look forward to the long runs, but maybe just maybe you won't be kind of really looking forward to not doing them either. Okay. So give it your best shot. If you have any questions, let me know. Have you tried something that has worked for you beyond what's on my list? Let me know that as well. And I can maybe share that with some folks going forward and help them, you know, kind of help pay it forward. Uh, what's the best way to do so? You know, by now it's at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You know, send an email to Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can also, also head over to the show notes for today. Dizruns.com slash 995. Dizruns.com slash 995. Memes, GIFs, yada, yada, yada. Links, comment section down at the bottom of the page. Scroll on down and leave your thoughts and feedbacks, things that have worked for you or things that you, maybe maybe you've tried. Try a couple of these things and let me know how it goes. Uh, but any thoughts and feedbacks and comments on today's episode are always appreciated by whatever means is best for you. If you want to send a carrier pigeon, send a carrier pigeon. That also works for you, I think. I don't know. It's 2021. Our carrier pigeon still a thing? Send one if you got one. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's that's it for today's episode. Hope it was helpful and useful. Uh, if, if you want to jump on board the Patreon train, we'll take you. There's always room for more. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dizruns. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Dizruns. Uh, any questions or issues with that, let me know. Um, and I'll try to help get you sorted. And uh, again, thanks to Jackie for, for bumping things up this time. Really appreciate you. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that share button. Maybe if you've got a friend, a running friend that struggles with the long runs, maybe send this one their way. Um, and, and hopefully it'll help them. And uh, again, you know, it's it, helping, helping other people out. That's, that's what we're trying to do around here. Uh, and, and any ways that we can do that are, uh, I think it's good. And if you can, again, if you can help me spread the message, I'll appreciate it. And uh, I'll keep on keeping on. Uh, but anyway, enough of that for today. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you got something out of it. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks one more time for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? See you.